Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ashley, and I'll be chatting about something. So stay tuned. In this episode, Diana and I talk through her experiences as a first-time mum, her journey as a parent so far, and how she's preparing for what's to come. It was so lovely catching up with her. Enjoy. So, how are you doing? <laughs> and how's, how's the past year been? Um, it's been crazy. Uh, I've been trying balancing out between having a baby and actually uh, coping with the pandemic, just as everyone else, and learning how to be a parent and how to be everything else except the parent. <laughs> It's good. I've been doing a lot of work on myself that I can assure you of. Oh, nice. And what's been the highlight of being a parent? I know it's probably weird because it's in a pandemic, so it's not how you maybe imagined it. But what's been the highlight for you? Um, what I can tell you is that when a baby comes into your life is that you find out a different type of love. So the highlight of being a parent is love and purely solely love uh you find out that you're capable of love of a type of love that you've never thought of before um that truly unconditional utter love um that you would give your life for and that you never knew existed before like you know how you love your mom you know how you love your dad you know how you love your husband or your friends but yeah. when you start loving your kid, it's completely different. I have to be honest, I was so new to this that when I actually found out I'm going to have a baby and I have a dog in my house, I was so um, curious how this is going to end up because I thought I'll never love my kid more than I love my dog. <laughs> and that's how much I loved my dog at that point and I was like oh what if it doesn't happen and I'm like and now uh, I have also a friend who uh, is going through this literally I would sell her on a penny <laughs> in front of my <laughs> baby I and mean, there's no comparison whatsoever but yeah it's oh. definitely a, a type of love that also challenge you challenges you in the most unthinkable ways yeah people say don't they they say you you discover a love you didn't even know you had like it's just something else yes. well, that's amazing um and then I was gonna ask you what's something that you've learned since you've become a mum but that nobody prepared you for like nobody was because I'm assuming loads of people gave you advice and your mom and your aunts or your cousins they were kind of like telling you things about being a mum but there was something that you weren't told and you figured out on the job Yes, um, this just this question gave me goosebumps because I remember it's just um, no one actually tells you how hard it is. Honestly, uh, I think everybody tells you how beautiful it is, and it is. It's incredibly beautiful, and you grow on it. But it is hard and it literally takes a village to raise a kid there's this saying that it takes a village and 
um, I think society uh, tries to like pressure mothers and motherhood in usually in uh, hiding all the hard or all the difficult parts in mm -hmm. saying that, oh, it, this is motherhood and I get it. Yes, it is. Or parenthood, whatever it is. But um, it is so hard. It's hard because you grow yourself um, while growing a baby and, and while raising a baby. And um, you discover new things about yourself while trying to be the best type of yourself for your kid. So that's so true. You you have to like there's a baby, but also you have to like I think people forget that the mother is also going through something. Exactly. When a baby is born, so is the mother. Like you are not the mother beforehand. When your yeah. baby, everybody forgets this. Like okay, and everybody congratulates with the baby, and I get it, obviously. But um, I was not the mother before I had. So there are two people that are born, actually three, because the father and luckily I have I've had my husband all the time next to me. Uh, we are all born at the same time. We haven't been parents beforehand and nor has she been a baby beforehand. So we're all yeah. born at the same time, and I think. I think people just tend to forget how hard it is for all of us and we are all actually learning to become what we are and then who we are we supposed to do to be or who we want to be and we figure ourselves in a new role and we're trying to make the best of it until we actually get the hang of it which I don't really think you actually get the hang of because there are always new challenges and um, you get to grow now you have one first you have a newborn and you figure out how to take care of a newborn then just as you figure it out you think you have it figured out it becomes uh, the baby becomes an infant and then a toddler and all yeah. the time there's changes and then preschooler and then a teenager and so so you, constant learning on exactly, the job exactly you never actually finish learning or growing oh okay that's true and and what do you admire about your parents or how they raised you or their qualities that you have now you are now doing for Josephine when now you're now you're being a parent like what of the what of what qualities have you kind of taken on yourself um what I tend we obviously tend to be the best for our kids and uh when I actually it was very nice uh it's a very nice question because it, it, it makes me think of uh, what I want her to see, actually, because kids tend to imitate a lot of our behavior and a, a lot of our actions. And when I think of my parents, I definitely think of my father's positivism. And he's such a positive person. Oh, my God. It's actually, to be honest, at one point, it's tiring of how positive he is. But it's, I have to tell you, it's great to have such a person because you always see the bright side of things and you always see the full uh, half of the glass. And um, yeah. it's just... I agree because that, that energy keeps you exactly. going, right? Even if something's bad, that energy will keep you going exactly. and going. And, going. and, and for my mom, I remember from day one how fearless she was all the time in all circumstances and 
um, I always, even when I was little and even today, I aspired to be just like her and have the courage to take anything on. She was never afraid that, um, obviously in the rational uh, limits, but never afraid to uh, go out and take any challenge on or raise a kid, have a job at the same time, jungle everything. And it's just... It, it's amazing what she she's done with the entire family and uh, I just hope I can be the same kind of role model to to my my Joe we call her Joe and also Joy oh. because she's our joy in our life and actually that's what's inspired the name Josephine so I'm yeah. sure you will there's no doubt 100% and um, what are you gonna tell 18 year old Joe that you didn't know so like you know imagine her I don't know going to UCL the first day but you know you're gonna tell us something that you didn't know what would that be um what I would tell her is that okay it might sound a little bit cliche but I would tell her that the most beautiful thing you can give yourself is time and space by time and space I mean um you can take your time and don't rush things like your life we tend to be to wait for stuff in our life oh i can't wait to get through school i can't wait to finish university i can't wait to do that and we're always looking into the future but uh then we tend to look back at stuff and uh we sometimes regret that we didn't take a little bit longer and absorb in those moments so Mm. i Tell her to give her a little bit of time and have time and patience with herself in all stages of life. And by space, I mean travel. You know, I I travel. I have a passion for traveling, and I would definitely encourage her to, as long as she likes it, obviously to travel the world and see as much as possible. Yeah, I agree completely, and I feel the same. I feel like if I think I was always in a rush to move on to the next thing in life or make sure I'd completed things. So I was ready for the next thing. It was always, exactly. you know, it was, I was never in that moment. And I was always thinking about the next thing. And I do wish a little bit that I kind of held on to some of those things and spent a bit more time mm-hmm. enjoying it, taking in that moment in my yeah. life, for sure. I and you fun. see how fast time goes by. Like I, I look at her and literally... Uh, Six months ago, she could barely hold herself up as in her head. Now she's standing. And I'm just like, my goodness, where does time fly? Everything changes so fast. So if you just sit and just absorb your life at that moment, I think it's just one gift that you can give yourself. Yeah. And on travel, you mentioned um, how you love traveling and how you want Joe to do that as much as she can. What are your three favorite places in the world? Um, and why are those your three favorites? Um, well, uh, actually our family goal now, although it was only my, my husband's and I, um, we had this goal of traveling all 195 countries in the world. And uh, now we obviously, um, are keeping our goal but we're just gonna take on joe on our backpacks and go um the first three places uh, the first would be bora bora 
in French Polynesia, mm-hmm. for sure. I've It was the first one on my bucket list since I was a tiny teenager, I think, or preschooler, I think. I, I saw it in one of those, was it hard rock movies or something you know those um kids movies and i saw it and i was like oh i so wish i would ever be able to go there yeah my husband surprised me with a surprise trip there and also new zealand and it is still it it is more beautiful than i imagined and the pictures can actually say it yeah it just looked amazing (laughs) thank you and the um the peaceful vibe that gives uh, the um, the scenery, the nature, the natural feeling of it. it that's what uh, the reason why it's my first, the first one on my list. The second one is Africa. We've only been able to travel to South Africa because we were traveling actually last, last year in October while I was three months pregnant and um, we were able to go only in malaria free areas but again the animals the nature the peace the quietness of the entire place the how raw it feels yeah it's amazing and we were able to actually contribute to some um, sanctuaries and uh, projects in order to save some animals and I think it was just amazing it, it, I can still feel it, close my eyes and hear the roars and uh, see the animals and feel feel at home actually because yeah, I think, and see sorry. them in their own environment yes and I think uh, we are born in in a way to be there to be like that that's where we are we're not born to stay in apartments and live in cities we were born for thousands of years to stay on grasslands and mountains and i think that's why nature feels so at home for us in general yeah and the third uh, one would be japan yeah yeah uh i think it was um quite an experience in in a sense that you get to to see a different type of a world for me it was quite uh, quite different than anything i've seen before in terms of how clean it was how organized it was the society how it functions the little spaces everything has a, a, a designated use and uh, the, we're all accustomed in living in large spaces and having all this uh, room to move in but when you go to Japan and you realize you don't need that much and you realize that everything can have a use and if there's anything that doesn't have a use uh, it's probably worthless like it doesn't it doesn't help you in any way and it just adds to your baggage in in your space or in your um mind or in your soul so the one thing that i've learned in japan is this thing that they do each year uh, they say that if you haven't used one thing like a piece of clothing or like a i don't know makeup or whatever yeah. if you haven't used it in one year 
it's time to either let it go, throw it away, give it away, find another use or find or give it to someone. Um, because probably you're not going to use it from then. Yeah, on. and that's much more resourceful, isn't it? You're kind of having a purpose for everything. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I'd be so bad at that. I'd probably have to throw out so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying it myself. I've been quite good at it, but uh, I can tell you, my husband has a hard time with it. It's like, but yeah. no, I've had that since high school, and I'm like, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm like that I kind of feel like it's a sentimental value for it or you kind of get attached to certain things even though I might not have used it in years yeah kind of, oh. no true. that's definitely something I should learn from it's true yeah so oh, there are the three places and what do you miss about living in London do you or do you even miss it I just assumed you might yes. miss it yes I do I definitely do and actually uh, I was looking back since uh, since I came back to Romania, how often I actually traveled to London and just to um, have, <laughs> it's going to sound funny, just to have a cup of coffee, the best coffee I've ever tasted in my life, and uh, eat the good food and just walk around the streets and I miss everything about London and it still remains my favorite city in the world and lucky enough it was my husband's as well even before we met uh, so that was really nice because the first place we've ever traveled together so it was London and um, I discovered it in a whole new light but yeah yeah I miss the places the people the it's such a vibe isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> the easiness of it and everything I think it's an amazing I still cap, uh, call it the capital of the world I think it's the best city yeah the more I travel the more I think that I appreciate and love London so much I, I'm lucky yes um, you know it's not too far but I, I definitely agree with you on that and but obviously I'm a bit biased um and so obviously you normally travel quite a lot, but what have you done in this past year during the pandemic when travel isn't as accessible? Um, have you like taken up any hobbies or have you been doing, I know that a whole new baby is a massive thing, but is there things you do for yourself and try to carve out time for yourself? So it's not just, you know, you're not fully encompassed only in Joe all the time. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I've found myself to do something that I love in a way that it obviously has to do with my kid, meaning I read a lot. Um, I'm, I've always enjoyed reading science-based books or studies. And I found mm -hmm. myself uh, loving this area of uh, child psychology and neuroscience. And I've found myself after reading about two or three books that it's actually time for me to change my career. Um, I've decided to start a course in actually I'm starting in March of uh, child psychology and um, neuroscience about more like baby and infant because it's uh, up to six years old uh, and uh, yeah. as well as behavior um, specialist and I'll be doing that which I find that it's my newest passion but it also in and it integrates a passion of mine of science and um, psychological studies 
and it also helps um, myself and my family to better understand uh, our baby before she can actually speak and actually understand and it, it makes it a lot easier to cope with some things because sometimes you don't understand why something is happening or you don't know what you could have done better and there's always that mom guilt that um, you could have done things better or you're doing something wrong and it makes you understand that there, there things some things are just normal and they're supposed to be to happen like this so yeah I love that. No, I love that you're um, kind of incorporating your actual life and then also reading about it and making yourself an expert in that area. And that's really nice to see. And I think that as I've got older, and you know, when you like, so obviously I go to therapy and you kind of talk to therapists and they always go, and sometimes it's not the best way, but they'll always go, take me back to a time when you were a child or take me back to when this happened or give me an experience about when you were a baby. Um, So I think it's nice that you're actively as a parent trying to prevent things that you can and then also understanding and being aware that some things are out of your hands and some things your child is going to have to experience and learn and it's not the the worst thing but at least you're doing your bit um to make sure that your baby is safe or having the best experience that they are going to have while they're a hundred percent like it's only now i think we are coming to realize how important the first few years of our uh, baby's lives uh, how important they are mm. in the overall construction of a human being because uh, only recent studies like starting 2016 have actually shown that up to 90 percent of our mature adult brain is formed in the first three years of life and which is insane crazy and you've got 100 connections made in the brain per one second in the first three years of life you never get so much brain activity ever in your life so it it, it's all then and there and although we don't recall it because it's called childhood amnesia uh, you don't recall it's actually um, a process through which the brain protects itself Uh, we do recall Mm -hmm every single moment from utero to being born and everything in our childhood um and it actually shapes the very exact actions or how we we develop as adults and as human beings so yeah i i find it to be of great importance and i'm trying to to do my best as a mother but also help uh, other people and uh, friends uh, understand because I obviously have now uh, a lot of mom friends and I'm we're trying to share insights and share information and understand each other um, and I, I yeah that. so interesting because I definitely be reaching out whenever I reach that stage <laughs> in my life <laughs> I'm here for you whenever you want oh great um well, I've only got a couple more questions before we kind of end this off and it's been amazing. I feel like I've learned so much. Um, I feel like when we were obviously at university together, we had very similar core values like family or being low key or not really having drama surrounding us, just us doing our own thing. And then we'll kind of say hi. And like, I just think you're a kind soul. And I feel like I gravitate towards people like that. Um, 
are you still like that? Are, is your outlook on life still very similar or has it changed or has it become more so some of those values since you've had a baby? I love that you're saying this because I've always feel drawn to you too. And thank you very much for saying this. Um, I found myself to be very connected to you and uh, through our university years. And um, I think I like to think of myself that I'm still the same person. Um, what I can tell you is that uh, once Joe came into our lives, uh, I found that my core values, as you were saying, actually accentuated. So if you found yourself to uh, love your family or you like to spend time with your family and family is one of your uh, values, then once your baby co uh, comes in uh, into your life, you found yourself with the same value but a hundred times more powerful or more um preeminent in your life so uh, right. now uh, family meant something to me but my family means uh, everything to me so uh, yeah. it, it, you find yourself to be uh, to have the same values but just even more so more accentuated in your life so if you didn't like drama before you were not like the social heart of the society um you will find yourself to be even less into that or actually non-existent as well especially in the first few months of uh, born. <laughs> but you'll definitely find to enjoy um everything that you've enjoyed so far much more because it just falls into place. Everything falls exactly how uh, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah. I love that. Um, and this is a silly question, but I had, what is your favorite snack of all time? Hmm. I have to say it's ice cream. <laughs> oh, that's a good shout actually. I love ice cream. What flavor are we talking? Vanilla, did you say? Vanilla. Uh, okay, and great. I found myself to be eating quite a lot during pregnancy and after after it as well. And uh, I've now started to make it in-house so I can obviously give it to Joe as well. Oh, no. And did you have cravings? What other cravings did you have apart from um, ice cream? Chips. <laughs> Which I, I, I never yes. actually, I, I didn't used to eat before. And funny enough, strange, um, sour milk. Yes. Huh. I never <laughs> drank it before, but then one day I woke up and I'm like, I want this. My husband was like, what's that? And I'm like, okay, you'll, you'll find out. So I used to drink <laughs> up to 0 0.5 liters a day of it. Wow. Yeah. That is funny. Yeah. And How crazy weird. Is this about? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, this has been an absolute joy. An absolute joy. And I've loved catching up with you. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. And I feel like I've learned some thank stuff. Thank you too. so much. It's it's been great to hear you. I loved um I I loved being uh, here with you and I really hope we can do this some other time as well. Um, I hope you're well, that your family is well. Yeah, we're all well. Thank we're all good. God, thank Nothing God. Wrong. And I 
do hope if you well once the pandemic goes away if you visit us anytime soon i uh, we would gladly uh, love to meet you and present you a little joe oh no i can't wait to meet her no hopefully when things get back to normal we can have a little visit and we can and with london is a first on our list so absolutely <laughs> all right i'll uh, see, see you later. later thank you bye bye thanks for listening if you have any questions or topics you want me to chat about um please email in at ashley the pod that is a-s-h-i the pod at gmail.com ciao Thank you.